If cancer stood out like this, you wouldn't need us. Schedule your screening at the Anova Seville Cancer Screening and Prevention Center. Visit anova.org/prevent. That's anova.org/prevent. Hey, hey, what's going on, guys? This is Keith Roberson, and you are listening to Thank God for the Group Chat. What's up? This is Keith. And um, if you haven't figured out by now, it's just me and you guys today. I am on my own. Why did it in this way? Well, it's not over, but it's just me and you guys today. And I hope you guys aren't too upset about that. Um, we're going to try our best. We're going to do our best to get through this together. I won't be before you long. Hopefully it'll just be like maybe 30 minutes or so. Um, I don't want to be here forever. I, don't, I know you guys don't just want to hear me talking for two hours. I don't have it in me to talk for two hours, believe it or not. Uh, but yeah, it's just us. Uh, Lon is is his anniversary week. So uh, clap it up for Lon. Uh, happy anniversary to Lon and Aaron Richardson. Jared is still on paternity leave. So keep him and his wife and their uh, baby in prayer. Keep them all in prayer. Um, also, v- Victoria, she was out of the country for a little bit, and uh, I just, you know, just decided her to just figure, like, it probably would be better for me to do it by myself this week, you know, and to not have her drive all the way out here and us not have stuff prepared. So it's just us today. Um, a little change of pace. Um, so, uh, we're going to talk about some stuff that I want to talk about. That's all there is to talk about. That's all that there can be to talk about if it's just me. Um, so yeah, a lot of stuff has happened. I'm not sure I want to talk about everything that's happened. I don't have my ears to the streets, but I do know some things. And I just really want to talk about what's been on my heart as of late. Um, without being too deep, I didn't feel like getting too deep this week um so uh and i some of you might appreciate that but i'm sorry maybe not this time you know because <laughs> i know i could go on a tangent so uh first thing that's on my heart right now is uh it's summertime the summer is officially here it is june uh 25th happy birthday to my mother happy 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 birthday um to my mother uh best mother in the world and I feel like everybody that has a mother should say that. And I hate when other people that, um, you know, everybody has a mother, whether they know them or not. Um, but I just hate when people say that <laughs> because like it's subjective, you know, you but you should feel like your mother is the best mother in the world, whether she's here or not. Um, 
that's how it should be. You know, now she might have done some stuff to to make you not feel that way or whatever. And that that is between you, you and her. But I do feel like, you know, that should be the default. Like if you had a good relationship with your mom, that you should feel like that. So I do get upset at that at first. But then I think about it like, no, that's how they should feel. So uh, shout out to everybody, um, all the mothers out there. Um, but yeah, um, it's summertime and I'm really just happy that, uh, all the women, they got their, uh, protective styles in really happy about that. They, they got the weaves in, they got the braids in and believe it or not, that is one of my favorite things in the world is just seeing a woman with nice braids in her hair, whether they cornrow, whether they box braids, whether they, the little micro braids, I just love it all, man. Like, (laughs) it is one of my favorite things to actually, like, just look at. And maybe it's nostalgic for me because, you know, like when you're a kid, you see all the girls, they got the braids in their hair. And, you know, then you had the girl that would always have braids in her hair. She never took her hair out. That's not good. But, you know, you would, I don't know, maybe it was this like cocoon type of thing, like this caterpillar like type of situation, you know, like, man, I I can't wait to see how much her hair grew when she gets them out. Yeah, I, it, I'm weird. That is just one of my favorite things. And maybe it's probably is one of my favorite things because it's probably like one of the blackest things um, that, you know, people could all get behind. You know, I know some companies, they might not want to get behind that. And, you know, they, they're like, oh, man, no braids in the workplace. That's not professional. And I think they probably eased up on that. And I don't agree with it. But, um, well, I agree with them easing up on it. But I don't know. I just I just love that. It, I think it's a pivotal moment in a black woman's life or a black girl's life. I'm not a black girl and I've never had braids, but it is a very big staple in the African-American community. I think we can all agree upon that. Um, So I don't know. I don't know what just makes me hype about braids, but I just love it. And I just think, yeah, like I said, I think it's the, uh, the nostalgia. A part of it is the nostalgia of it all. But, um, Ladies, keep doing what y'all doing. I love it. I love to see it. I think it's beautiful. Um, So, yeah, I'm really hype about summer and and women and their protective styles. (laughs) Um, I mean, I think that's that might. What other aspects about summer are there that I like? Definitely the beach. That's a given. Grew up on the Jersey Shore. So, you know, that's definitely going to always be a thing. Um, July 4th is coming around the corner, so you're going to find me on somebody's beach in Jersey very soon. Um, I created a saying um, the other day, like, don't let a beach get near me this summer. Don't let a beach get near me this summer. I've been working out. I've been trying to get my body right. And working out, man, it's been a very hard thing, you know, and which is why I do it. I welcome challenges. That's one of the things about me. Um, I feel like I've lost in some moments in some aspects of my life. I just want to do something easy because I've done hard stuff my whole life and just, you know, had to do arduous tasks all the time. So sometimes you just want to do something easy. You know, I'm in the process right now of looking for a job, um, you know, and potentially relocating and keep that on the hush. 
But, um, you know, and I'm not editing anything out. You know me. I, I just go in and whatever comes out, comes out. And this is what you get hot off the press. Um, but, um, yeah, just been looking at, uh, you know, I forgot what I was saying. Hold on. I'm glad it's just me so I could do this. Hold on. I'll be right back. All right. I'm back. I got it. So, yeah, like so sometimes you get. You get tired of just having to do hard work all the time. So sometimes you just want to do something um, not so tough, something that you can do in your sleep, something mundane. And I, I think a part of me lost that because I was looking for the easy thing to do. Um, but working out can be very hard. And so I'm like, look, I'm going to work out and I'm going to dedicate myself to this. And prayerfully, because I've dedicated my body to something you know, your mind will follow. Look, well, first of all, your mind has to be dedicated to it. And then your body will follow and hopefully your spirit will come shortly after or your soul will, will follow along shortly after. I don't know how that whole holistic thing works, but that's what I've been on lately. And so I've been working out. So let's talk about that real quick. Been working out and it can be very hard, you know, and you, you're learning your body and you're learning certain things about your body and about what your body can take and what it can't take. And that's been really dope for me, realizing and realizing I need to push myself in some areas and you got to push yourself to get stronger. And I'm a metaphorical type of guy. So the whole time I'm in the gym, I'm getting metaphors. And that's just one of the way that, ways that God chooses to speak to me. Um you know, even while I got my um my DMX on, I got my 50 cent on and I'm an old school cat. So that's the type of stuff I listen to in the gym. I can't listen to this depressing. I never listen to the depressing stuff, but I can't listen to this depressing stuff that the kids are listening to these days. You know, so that that uh that golden age of hip hop, that's where I'm at. And that's what helps me get that um get through the workout, you know, but um. It, you know, but working out has taught me and is teaching me, look, don't take the easy way out. You can't take the easy way out because if you take the easy way out, you won't get the results that you want and or you want to get the results that you need, you know, or, you know. And so that's super important to remember while you're working out, but not just in working out, but also in life, you know. And uh, and this talking by yourself thing to no one until, but you got to remember that you're probably talking to five. Well, I know this podcast is talking to at least a thousand people a week, but, um, yeah, sometimes you want to take a break and you done talking, but you got to keep talking. Believe it or not, I don't like talking as much. <laughs> so I, uh, I'm so glad I don't got to do this every week, but, um, and I barely have any notes, but, uh, but yeah, but working out has been, Great and terrible at the same time. It's, it's a constant learning of yourself. I'm trying to get the results that I'm trying to get. Um, and everybody's asking me like, well, what's your goal weight? And um, and how much do you weigh? I'm like, I honestly haven't weighed myself. I haven't. I haven't weighed myself because it's, for me, it's not a goal weight. It's how I feel about myself at the end of the day. I love myself. I think I'm beautiful on the inside and out. But um, there is a goal look that I'm looking for. 
and weight doesn't necessarily have anything to do with it. I lost, I know I lost mad weight, but when you're also lifting weights, you're gaining weight because you're gaining muscle and muscles weigh. And I think they might weigh more than fat. Don't quote me. But, um, you know, cause I was on the, I was, I was working out for three months before I got on the scale and I look great in my opinion. You know, I look way better than what I looked three months prior. I got on a scale and the scale said that like, you know, the weight was really close to what I already was prior, you know, the, the last time that I weighed myself. And I'm like, it's not about that. You know, I'm like, I'm glad that I'm not basing it off of how I weigh or how much I weigh, because that's not what it is. And I'm sure that there's a metaphor in there somewhere. Not here to do metaphors, not here to necessarily preach to you about weight and getting in shape. But um, that's just my mindset. It's look, we're not taking the easy way out anymore. There will be adversity. There will be things that try to get you off task. There will be stuff that, um, you know, that will try to get you away from your goal. You got to work that much harder. There will be things. Well, well, you can't go to the gym today because well, you can't go to the gym today because and you have to weigh. Is the risk worth the reward? Am I am I going to miss the gym today because of this? Is this worth it? Is this worth that? Is this worth me not feeling good about this and that later on? So on and so forth. And yeah, man. So it's just been a great journey. Uh, in some in many aspects, me just learning myself and me becoming more determined to meet my goal. I've been saying stuff and people, you know, they're like, man, I really love the confidence because <laughs> I'm on Instagram. If you follow me on Instagram, um, I'll tell you, you know, my I put my Instagram in the uh, in the description. But if you follow me on Instagram, you see me talking in this particular way, like this very people would call it cocky, but it's not cocky. It's it's confidence and it's me telling myself, like, Keith, you said it, so you got to do it. You know, I've always tried to be a man of my word. You know, my parents always told me, be a man of your word. You know, the Bible talks about be a man of your word. And so because of that, it's like, I'm going to say it. If I say it, then that means that I have to do it. And I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure it gets done. And so, uh, yeah, that's my thing, man. Like, I'm. I've given and I've said on my podcast, on not my podcast, on my Instagram, look, I gave y'all five years. What does that mean? I gave y'all five years. I gave y'all five summers. Like I slacked off for five summers and people excelled. People exceeded me. People surpassed me. You know what I mean? And I know that I'm gifted. I know that I'm talented. I know that I've got a lot to offer. Not to say that nobody else doesn't, that those people that succeeded me um, or, um, you know, exceeded me don't. But I know that I do. You know what I mean? So no more. I wasted time. And, I, you know, I always talk about time and how important time is. And the Bible talks about how important time is. Time is very important to God. I've wasted time. And my goal is to waste no more time because time is definitely not on our side. It's not it's not it's not time waits for no man. And so time, if anything, time does is to drive you, is to push you and let you know that you are you are mortal. You know, what I mean, and uh, something that I thought about today and I am rambling uh, <laughs> um, something that I thought about today. Time like I'm mortal, you know. But but my mortality 
drives me to become immortal in some sort of way. Well, I know I'm going to live forever, but I know I'm going to live forever from an afterlife standpoint and, you know, new heaven, new earth standpoint. But immortality, what do you mean? Like we all a lot of people, they strive to create a legacy in some way, whether it be through their kids, whether it be through their philanthropy, through their humanitarianism, so on and so forth. It's like somehow like my mortality drives me to become immortal in that way. And I'm still trying to flesh it out. Just a random thought popped in my head. Not necessarily random because I think about that type of stuff all the time. Um, but yeah, speaking about, uh, well, I don't do too great with the transitions always, but we just want, I'm going to move on. <laughs> um, so what's what's happening in the world today? LeVar Ball, he was banned from ESPN. Now, if you don't know who LeVar Ball is, he is the father um of Lonzo Ball. He has three sons who play basketball. He's been very, very vocal. And you talk, y'all talk to me about confidence that this is the most confident man I've ever seen. Um, not up and close, you know, um, but he's very confident. Um, he likes to quote unquote, speak things into existence. So he actually talked his son into being a Laker. You know, he talked his son into the NBA. He probably talked his son into UCLA. And, you know, he tried to do the same thing with his other son. Didn't necessarily pan out. He's still trying to get him in there. His third son, it looks kind of promising, but, um, Recently, he was on ESPN. He was on an ESPN show, First Take. And on First Take, he uh, said something that uh, got him banned. And uh, the person he said it to, she didn't necessarily take it too well. The person he said it to was Molly Quirman. I think I'm saying her last name right. And um, so, yeah, here's the audio from it. And we'll talk about it. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. Levar, before I, I get back to him. LeVar, can I switch gears with you? Because I have a question here. You can here. switch gears with me anytime. <laughs> Let's stay oh focused Lord. here. All right. Um, can you please explain to me what the big... So, apparently, um, he, he's arguing, and I've only seen a clip. I'm, I'm going to go back eventually and watch. But I've seen First Take many, many, many times. I don't watch it nearly as much anymore. Uh, because I'm a fan of Skip and Shannon much more, and I don't think that the show is dope anymore because Skip left. But I've seen the show, and I've seen LeVar on the show. Um, uh, LeVar is always nice to the women hosts um, because they actually have no stake in, let me not say always, because there was a time, there was a time when he's speaking to another woman uh, host and he didn't necessarily um, address her in the nicest of ways. And I'll let you all hear that before I continue. Have you sold any shoes yet? Yeah, I, I sold a, a good amount to me. Like I said, there's different amounts. How many? Stay in your lane. Anyways, I don't even worry about her over there. Hey, Every time not? she scares me to death. She says she scares Lonzo. Lonzo's scared of me. She scares me. That's I'm why I don't look that way. I don't look over there because she scares me. Well, I'm thinking no, I, of Saul right now. I'm just trying. I'm, Leave I'm, me alone. Uh, uh, I'll tell you four, five hundred oh. pair. 
So she's a reporter. Her job is to probe. She can report to whoever she wants behind her. What's, I'm I, talking what is, to you, Colin. Well, what's your what is your problem with me? Hey, my problem is you are a hater. Why do you I would hate never her? wear a big baller shirt. But no, good. I didn't Don't say even that. talk to me. But I heard you say I'm not even worried I, about. I said that I wouldn't wear something that. It like says a woman. big baller. It's the same thing. Yeah. With I, all due respect, I, you're a great reporter, just not reporting on me. I have a right to say what you shirt I right. would and wouldn't wear. Uh oh, welcome to big baller zone. Well, no, no I think I, I actually was, was saying offensive. it as like a point. No, to I didn't her say it is. no, 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 no. Oh, you telling it now? I didn't say it was offensive. Yeah. I just said, you know, if you want to, you know, work with Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour uh, to maybe have something that appeals to women. I thought oh, that was yeah. a legit. I mean, I don't have to okay. agree, but She's I thought fine. that was a pretty I don't good agree point. With her. I don't agree. But with I thought her. it was a good no, point. No, I'm it's actually point saying it as like a point friends. of advice. I'm not friends with her. I don't. I don't, I don't even see that. I don't even see it. I, I wasn't saying it as like I. I would never wear this. What's this show I'm about saying, again? Ain't we talking about shoes? I don't want to talk about all that. Next. Well, uh, well, I I think if in order to have a successful company, you're going to have to have women. Who like your brand? Uh, you know, yeah, if you have a woman's company. But anyways, oh, so you're not about, marketing. We're women. talking about big baller brand. Okay. So Levar, like, he's not speaking to Christine. I think her name is. He's not speaking to her because she had some statements prior saying that she feels that her children, his children, rather, are afraid of him and. Blase, 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 blase. They've never had a disagreement with their father, and usually it's because. This, that, and the third. So LeVar, he didn't really appreciate that too much. And so he came on the show. You know, I think he had an ulterior motive. He, you know, he kind of wanted to shade her because of what she said. He said, look, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> I'm scared to death of you. So, like, I'd rather not talk to you. So he was upset about that. That was the only time I've ever seen him be um, rude or um, unkind or, you know, disrespect a woman in any way because, you know, he felt disrespected. Not saying that's right, but that was the only time I've seen it. Um, but in this situation, um, it doesn't seem to me or in a lot of people, it doesn't seem like um, LeVar was out of line for what he said. Uh, you know, uh, I feel like Molly took it in a way that she shouldn't have taken it. I feel like... Um, her and LeVar have a greater rapport than the one that she allowed to be showcased in that moment. Uh, LeVar uh, is a family man. He loves his wife. And if you've seen the show and if you've seen the way that LeVar talks about his wife, you know that he loves his wife and his family very much. So he wouldn't disrespect or it doesn't seem as though he would disrespect his wife in any way, especially not on national television, especially not on a grander stage as that. So it doesn't make sense uh, to me. And well, it makes absolute sense to me just because of where we are in today's society, where we are with um, the Me Too movement and so on and so forth. Or, you know, this Me Too cancellation type of space that we're in these days. Um, I think she took it too far. I think uh, her mind was in the gutter. Her and Stephen A. Stephen A. helped aid that um, in his all oh, man. This guy's calm, you know, you know. So I think um, I think that so they banned him, which was kind of crazy to me. But I don't think he needs ESPN. He doesn't need ESPN. I think it was just a way to not have him on the show anymore. Not that they need him. I think you call LeVar. I think you call him. And but I think 
ESPN needs to issue him an apology. I don't think that his intent was malicious. I think he used her words. He said, she said, LaVar, can I switch gears with you? He says, she said, can I switch gears with you for a moment? He says, you can switch gears with me anytime. He was coming off an argument with Stephen A. So you, Molly, you don't have anything to do with this argument. So we can talk about whatever you want to talk about. That's what he was saying. And it's kind of it's crazy that you have to now talk to people like they don't understand anything just because we live in this sensitive world. And and I honest like man, and I don't, I, I don't I'm not even going to go that deep today. I'm not, I'm really not. But but man, like we live in a world or or this country at least is super sensitive where we don't want to offend anybody or we can't say anything to offend anybody. And I think a well I'm a, I, I'm going to get deep cuz there's no other way that I can go on this topic. Um but I think we come to We've come to this place where people are so sensitive that you can't tell them the truth. You know what I mean? So it works itself out in other ways. And I think this is a minuscule way. LeVar doesn't work for ESPN. He doesn't need ESPN. He's got other avenues. He'll get his voice heard other places. It doesn't matter. But we've come to this place to where you can't tell someone anything or say anything in this way. And it just makes people be apprehensive and watch more closely what this what they say. So the full truth doesn't get across. Or the full person isn't expressed. And me, myself, personally, and I even hate saying that, but personally, I hate when people can't fully express themselves or or be themselves, you know? And I think, you know, we won't go there today about, you know, you know, we won't go there today. I'll, I'd rather have people around me to say, keep going too far. Keep, you know, I'd just rather have people around me, you know? And for that very reason, Someone to say, look, you have gone too far or look, here's another perspective. Here's another way of thinking about it, you know, but to not be able to say or I'm trying to be the kindest that I can be to you in this moment. And, you know, I've never treated you this way. And how crazy of you to even think that he didn't even have a tone, the tone. Now, here's a way to say here is I'll give you multiple ways in which you can say, uh, what did he say? Oh, we I can we can switch gears anytime. Or let me say it again. Um, you can switch gears with me anytime. That's what he said. Okay, so he didn't say it like this. You can switch gears with me anytime. That's suggestive. Or oh, Molly girl, you know you can switch gears with me anytime. He didn't lower his voice. He didn't say, Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, girl, you can switch gears with me anytime. It was nasty. He was just saying, if you saw his face, if you saw the camera cut back to him, because it wasn't on him when he said it, but you you don't fix your, fix your facial expression that fast. You really don't. But when you cut back to him, I've edited a lot of videos. You don't switch it back that fast. So when it cut back to him, he has the straightest face face of all time and he's looking at her like come on like let's go like what do you want to talk about he even says it he's like go roll like let's do it what do you want to talk about i i think he realized after what what she thought that he meant or tried to imply that he meant but i don't think he himself meant that and i i just think that it's 
it's a testimony and not in a good way. It's a testimony to the day and age that we living in where people are looking for ways to be offended. And I have a very big issue with that. But speaking of which, speaking of ways to be offended, um, I fell prey to that this week, uh, this past week. If you know and if you have not been living under a rock, uh, this past week was June 10th or Juneteenth. Excuse me. This past week was Juneteenth. Um, Juneteenth is on June 19th and Juneteenth is the celebration and I'm saying celebration very loosely and because that's exactly what I want to talk about. But Juneteenth is the commemoration, I'll say, of of when um, African-Americans and they were Americans by this time were um, emancipated. Um, now, um, the Emancipation Proclamation took years, uh, took place two years earlier it became official on 19 or 1863 excuse me but uh juneteenth didn't take place until um 1865 and it was so i'll just read it to you um i'm this is courtesy of www.juneteenth.com backslash history so the history of juneteenth Juneteenth is the oldest nationally celebrated commemoration of the ending of slavery in the United States. State dated back to 1865. It was on June 19th that the Union soldiers led by Major General Gordon Granger landed at Galveston, Texas. With news that the war had ended and that the enslaved were now free. Note that this was two and a half years after President Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation, which had become official January 1st, 1863. The Emancipation Proclamation had little impact on the Texans due to the minimal number of Union troops to enforce the new executive order. However, General Granger's regiment, the forces were officially finally strong enough to influence and overcome the resistance. Later attempts to explain this two and a half year delay in the receipt of this important news have yielded several versions that have been handled down through the years. Often told is the story of a messenger who, who was murdered on his way to Texas with the news of freedom. Another is that the news was deliberately withheld by the enslavers to maintain the labor force on the plantations. And still another is that federal troops actually waited for the slave owners to reap the benefits of one last cotton harvest before going to Texas to enforce the Emancipation Proclamation, all of which or neither of these versions could be true. Certainly for some, President Lincoln's authority over the rebellious states was in question. For whatever the reasons, conditions in Texas remain status quo well beyond what was statutory. So that is the history of Juneteenth, if you don't know. And I honestly think that most people don't know and haven't really put it in a great perspective to quote unquote celebrate it. Now, I'm, a, I'm going to preface it this way. This is my personal opinion. I'm not pressing it upon anyone. Uh, you can feel free to disagree. I am not mad at anyone. And uh, this isn't the gospel. And I know sometimes, well, I, I like to say the word pontificate because to pontificate is to say 
that you're being dog dogmatic about something and you're saying it like it's the absolute truth. And that's that's just some I feel like people think that that's how I'm talking. And I may be talking like that because I believe the stuff that I say. So but I think what I have to do with that is let you all know this is my opinion. And when I feel like it's my opinion, I'm going to say that I know that it's my opinion and I'm not calling anybody stupid for not thinking that. Uh, thinking the same way, you know, I've learned that I've learned that man. Uh, because a lot of, I've, I've realized I've got a lot of influence for whatever reason. I don't know. I'm glad that is there, but sometimes people will find themselves getting upset because it's like, yo, I trust you. And I think that you're smart, you know? And so I, I value that. I value that. And I'm not mad at, at that at all, but with great power comes great responsibility. Right. Um, so I said all that to say this, um, Juneteenth is, it's hard for me to celebrate. I'll just say that. I'm not going to say that you shouldn't celebrate it, but it's just hard for me to say happy Juneteenth. Number one, it's hard for me to say happy something in commemoration of something that shouldn't have happened to begin with, you know, you know, like, you don't say, you don't say, oh, happy anniversary for the time that you got your job back when they fired you and you shouldn't have been fired. Like, you know, you don't say, I'm going to think of a couple of other examples off the fly. You don't say happy, yeah, all right, cool. Bet when, when the, uh, you know, the, uh, the whole uh, when they see a situation, right? I don't think that they have an anniversary for the day that they got out of jail, you know, or prison, excuse me, prison, because they shouldn't have been in there to begin with. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's one of the things that I think about or I think that's good enough. So we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll leave that right there for right now. Right. So it's it's. And also, it's very much so different from July 4th. Now, let's look up the history of July 4th. Let's look up July 4th. And I am on my, my phone. July 4th, Independence Day. During the American Revolution, the legal separation of the 13 colonies from Great Britain in 1776 actually occurred on July 2nd. When the second concert... All right, cool, cool, cool. After voting, well, I'll keep going. After voting for independence, Congress turned its attention to the Declaration of Independence statement explaining this decision, which had been prepared by a committee of five with Thomas Jefferson as its principal author. Congress debated and revised the wording of the declaration, finally approving it two days later on July 4th. A day earlier, John Adams had written it to his wife, Abigail. Right. All right. Cool. Cool. Let me. All right. Well, I'll read this. I'll read what John Adams wrote and see if this will help help us all out a little bit more. The difference, the dichotomy between July 4th and Juneteenth, the second day of July 1776 will be the most memorable epic in the history of America. I am apt to believe that it will be celebrated by succeeding generations as a great 
anniversary festival. It ought to be commemorated as a day of deliverance by solemn acts of devotion to God Almighty. It ought to be solemn, solemnized with pomp and parade with shows, games, sports, guns, bells, bonfires and illuminations from one end of this continent to the other from this time forward forevermore. Well, that's some news I never knew originally um, that that's the reason why we do it. John Adams was like, yo, let's do fireworks and stuff and play games and sports. Uh, uh, all right. Well, we'll stop here for right now. Right. So here's my issue, man. Here's my issue. So we read earlier that it was a decision that was made, you know, they decided to the 13 colonies decided to secede from the monarch of Great Britain. They decided to secede. They and they left. We had no choice. Our people had zero choice in the matter of being enslaved and in the matter of being like we could have if we could have just said like all right y'all we tired of being slaves we going to bounce now that's something to celebrate in my opinion or just like or or the Haitians that Haiti they they uh they celebrate their independence you know why because they fought back they fought back and they was like oh you trying to enslave us we're not having it you know that's that's something to celebrate. Jamaica, you know, all of that, all of that type of stuff. But or I, I could even say the original date, the original date that we were supposed to uh, to be free or free ish, as everyone's been saying. And that I do agree with free ish. I think that's the day that if any date should be celebrated, it's like, in my opinion, it's like we're celebrating a day. Like, look, they, they duped us and they swindled us into two more years. That's just what it feels like to me. I don't think June it's in Juneteenth should be a day in my opinion. And I'll stop saying that because you should know it by now. Juneteenth should be a day of look, look at how heinous, we can be. Let us never do stuff like this. And in what other ways are we doing stuff like this? What other ways are we withholding stuff from people? And so I'm glad that the conversation of reparations is coming about again and they're talking about it. But I literally just think that they're just talking about it and people are trying to get um, elected and all of that type of stuff. I, don't, I really don't think it's going to come to pass. That's a whole nother conversation. But at least the conversation is happening. But and nah, time out for that. Time out for just having conversation for conversation's sake. But um, Juneteenth, I, I, I don't see it as a holiday. I, I, I can't help but look at it as something that's like, look, we've been deprived yet again. You know, now, if we were to celebrate the day that we that the Emancipation Pro Pro Proclamation was um, instated, I'm glad about that, but we don't. And we should celebrate it as a national holiday, but we don't. You know? And so, and that's not even an official day. So I don't even, that's another thing. It's not even a, the official day. So we're celebrating the unofficial day? No, but I understand that. I do understand we're celebrating with our other brothers and sisters who didn't get that news until two years later. That I do understand. But, um, yeah, but it's very much so different from July 4th. And 
you know, black people, they'll say, this is my Independence Day. This is my Independence Day. And it's like, it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. And I, it's not a dependence. It's still, a, it's, in my opinion, it's a, it's a dependence day. And I'm that guy. I'm being that guy right now. I'm being that guy that I hate. I'm being that guy. And I sound like an Uncle Tom, but I, I don't know. I, I may not sound like an Uncle Tom, but I'm. But I know I don't sound like everybody else right now. And I, I know I, I'm not mad at anybody for disagreeing with me or being mad at me or cutting this off because I'm saying this. But think about it. You know, and I know, I know. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I know I'm being a heretic. I know this is heretical thinking right now. And I, a part of me does apologize. But I just want y'all to think about it just a little bit. I, it's, it's just hard for me to say happy, happy Juneteenth because of those reasons. Just because of what I know. And I think people, they, some people, they don't know what it is. And so they just say happy Juneteenth because this is the day that we got emancipated. Not even emancipated. This is the day that they say y'all not slaves anymore. Or this is the day that it got word that we worked for two extra years for free. You know what I mean? And I, I don't really think that people put that into perspective. We worked two extra years for free. Why are we celebrating that? That we look crazy out here. And it's not us. It wasn't our fault. It wasn't our fault. I know. I know it wasn't our fault. But it's just hard for me to celebrate it because of those reasons. So that's all I wanted to say on that. And um, we're 30, we're almost 40 minutes in. Um, I did want to talk to y'all about Nehemiah and the thoughts about Nehemiah and all of that. But I'll just table it. But um, I decided to to go ahead on and talk to y'all because I didn't want to leave y'all without a podcast. Um, and I'm sorry, but we'll be back next week. Um, maybe Lon and I will do an episode together this week. Don't know, but, uh, I do hope, uh, we'll be back next week for sure. And, um, but the following week, I don't think I'll be here, but, uh, but yeah. Um, Thank y'all for listening. It's just kind of, it would be kind of crazy just to not have a podcast and not tell y'all that we weren't having a podcast. It's kind of rude. And I do value you all. I value each and every last single one of y'all. So like, as promised, follow me on Instagram. My name on Instagram is Kiwi the Beast. That's K-E-I-W-I period, the period beast. All right. Um, y'all take care. Don't forget to like, subscribe, listen to old podcasts, tell your friends about it. Appreciate people that have been doing it. Oh, yeah. Shout out. Want to shout out someone. There was someone I wanted to shout out. Farissa. Shout out to Farissa. Let me find Farissa's last name. Connell. Farissa Connell. So uh, shout out to her. Um, shouting us out on her uh, Instagram. And for all of you who post our podcast on your Insta story and on your Instagrams. Much appreciated. Please don't forget to tag us or tag yeah, tag us so that we can repost it and so that we know that you listen to it or and want to be appreciated for it. Because sometimes, like, I'll just be on Instagram and then I'll see the podcast, but I'm like, dang, I didn't get notified. What if I didn't watch it? Then I look terrible. So don't want to feel like that. Send it to us. Let us know what you thought about our episodes and all of that stuff, man. I keep trying to end this podcast saying that we're going to do 
you know, a fan appreciation podcast, a live podcast. Don't know the day, don't know the hour, just know that it's coming. And uh, keep being honest about it. Talk to y'all soon. Thank y'all so much. You can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. We did it. We time-traveled to yesterday. Wait, Progressive covers us 24-7, but we just created an eight-day week, and it's 24-7 coverage, not 24-8. We gotta go back. Are you joking right now? Shh, I'm calling them. Hi, I have a question about time travel. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Progressive presents Married to Your Home. I'm disgusting. Oh, house, don't say that. You could live someplace so much better than me. That's not true. Oh, yeah? Look at these uneven stairs. Gross. House, you know I don't care. Ugh, and the squeaky door hinge. I think it's cute. No matter how much you already love your house, you'll love it more knowing you could save big bundling your home and auto with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations.